This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today I would like to continue with the music of Jackie McLean, in particular the music he recorded between 1962 and 1965. In 1961 he took a trip to France and spent a few weeks in Paris playing and performing and uh, met quite a few of the expatriate musicians, American expats that were living there. He came to realize that in, in France and in Paris, the Europeans placed greater emphasis or had greater appreciation and understanding of American jazz, and it really affected you know, his whole outlook on music. And when he returned to the States in late 61, early 1962, he went into the studio, and I believe the first record he recorded upon his arrival was on the Blue Note label, and it was called Let Freedom Ring. It's, it's a very interesting record. You have to remember that by 1962, Ornette Coleman's recordings from 1959 had been out for three years. Miles Davis's Kind of Blue was having a tremendous effect on jazz in terms of the modal approach. And of course, the music of John Coltrane, his famous quartet, is really having a great effect on jazz. So in the early 60s, jazz is really changing. The compositional style is not really based on the Tin Pan Alley song forms. Uh, the style of composition is changing. Uh, melodies are becoming more angular and solos have to reflect the change in the compositional style so the style of soloing is is really changing and musicians are pushing the boundaries Ornette Coleman's approach to music was to have no chord changes and this is again is affecting jazz post 1960 and Jackie McLean by this time is in his early 30s and and is really changing with the times and oftentimes he would also uh, hire younger musicians who understood this new approach to jazz but let's get back to Let Freedom Ring which is a great record from 1962. My favorite track on it is called Omega. It's an unusual composition. Um, the compositions themselves are longer, they're more intricate, they sound more like arrangements, and the, again, the solos are different. Much of this music we're going to listen to today is in the modal style, but let's check out Omega. Thank you. 
1963, he recorded another album entitled Destination Out. Uh, one of the interesting things about this particular record is that it features a young trombonist by the name of Grishan Moncour and uh, Bobby Hutcherson on vibes. Um, the addition or the inclusion of a vibraphonist instead of a pianist really changes the texture of the music. It makes it more, um, there's more, there's greater clarity because a vibraphonist can only play maybe four or five notes at a time and usually three or four versus a pianist who can play, you know, seven, eight notes in a chord. So it really frees up the texture. And Jackie had already collaborated with Grishan on a record previous. Uh, so they had worked together. Now, the trombone player is not playing in the bebop or hard bop style that like you might have heard from um, Curtis Fuller or Frank Rosalina or J.J. Johnson. It's a new approach. Again, this modal style that's really moving away from the bebop language that was established by Charlie Parker. You know, that's the point of departure, but the improvisations are moving away from that, being strongly influenced by Eric Dolphy, John Coltrane, um, and of course, Ornette Coleman and Miles Davis's Kind of Blue. So we're going to check out a track called Color. Leal the Prophet from Destination Out, 1963. Also in 1963, Jackie recorded an album called Vertigo, one of my favorite recordings from this period. It featured two young musicians who would later become an integral part of Miles Davis's famous quintet from the mid-1960s, and I'm referring to pianist Herbie Hancock and the drummer Tony Williams, both of whom were very young. Remember that Jackie was in his 30s, and he is moving into uncharted musical territory, and he really needs to surround himself with younger musicians who are well-versed with this newer language, pushing the boundaries of, of traditional jazz, and especially moving into free or modal jazz. Now, a lot of the tracks we're listening to today are in the realm of what we call modal jazz, and what that means is that instead of having rapidly changing harmonies or chords that you would find in traditional music through the 1950s or 60s, you have blocks of time, or maybe eight measures, or maybe 12 seconds when the harmony doesn't change, and and what that means is the improviser has to use only a specific group of notes, but be creative within that group of notes. So it changes the improvisational style, and Jackie, you know, slips into it very, very easily. This is one of my favorite records because Jackie's playing is so good, the compositions are great, but also the accompanying work of Herbie Hancock on piano and Tony Williams are spectacular. We're going to check out a track called Marnie from Vertigo. Mm-hmm. 
One of the cool things you can do with recordings is that each time you listen to a record is you can focus on a different instrumentalist. Well, sometimes when I listen to tracks that I've heard maybe hundreds of times, I'll say, well, this time I'm just going to listen to the drummer's ride cymbal or the hi-hat or just check out the way the pianist is accompanying the soloist or listen to the bass player. And what's interesting with these recordings from this Vertigo record is to check out Herbie Hancock's accompanying style, the kind of voicings that he's playing underneath the soloist is, is was rather unique for 1963. And of course, that's one of his important trademarks. The last tracks we're going to listen to today are from a 1965 album called called Jackknife. There were two trumpet players used on this recording. One was Charles Tolliver, and the other is Lee Morgan, both great trumpet players. Actually, Jackie McLean had collaborated with Lee Morgan on quite a few records in the early 1960s, so they were good friends who had done a lot of work together. But this is a very, very interesting record. The first track we're going to listen to is called On the Nile. Again, it is setting a mood. It's a springboard for the improvisations. It has a very kind of an Eastern mysterious sound. And of course, you know, Jackie's playing reflects that style based on how that melody is composed. On the Nile, 1965 from the album Jackknife. So we'll go out today with another track from the album Jackknife. This one is called Climax and also features another very young and incredibly talented drummer by the name of Jack DeJanette. This is early in his career and just check out the way he's playing the snare drum. You know, Tony Williams was really famous for his cymbal work, but check out the way Jack DeJanette is, is playing over the entire set of drums, but especially the way his work on, on the snare drum. So we're going out with Climax, another wonderful piece from Jackie McLean, 1965.
This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazzinsights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta.